Welcome to another episode of Self to Society. <laughs> My name is Dennis. It's a pleasure to be with you. So I've been having a conversation relatively often lately about masculinity and femininity. And I just want, I'm just going to give my opinion. There are so many pieces of how we try to define other humans that frustrate the shit out of me. One of them is this concept of of masculine and feminine. And uh, I'm going to be real honest in this episode. One of the things that pisses me off the most is that masculinity is primarily defined by women. What is okay about it? What is not okay about it? What parts of it are good? What parts of it are helpful? What parts of it are necessary? Most of this is defined by women. Um, Initially probably being defined by a more feminist culture, uh, which I don't have a problem with. I think there are beautiful parts of feminism and and necessary parts to be be fair. And so when we talk about the, the topic of masculinity, I wanna say a couple things. Not every man who is excessively masculine is toxic, nor is every man who can be an asshole a narcissist. Those are two words that I just would love to erase out of our out of our conversations that we have around who men are and what men do. Because the truth is that if men aren't toxic in some way, shape, or form, they're not doing their fucking job. What I mean is not to be assholes and not to hurt people and not to be... Uh, harmful but in the same way that certain elements need chaos that chaos isn't always particularly bad sometimes it is very necessary in this case if you think about uh, a man in your life who needs to protect you the only way that he's physically and mentally capable of protecting you is to be a bit fucked up in the brain it it takes a unique um, it, it takes a unique element that, that, truthfully, I don't know if many women understand simply because of how we are different and we're supposed to be different. It'd be weird if men and women were the same. So, one of this this conversation just bothers me so bad because there are so many boys who are hearing this narrative in their homes and in their schools. Like my son, for example, extremely high energy boy. Uh, he just so fucking happens to be popular, which is kind of a pain in the ass. And he's very handsome. He's very articulate for nine years old, very well spoken. He can be extremely kind and polite, but he can also be a little bit of a dick when he's competing. And 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 some of the variable in that is, you know, at school he gets reprimanded by the mostly female staff because he is too high energy and he's too much and he talks shit to people when he's playing basketball therefore he's quote unquote being aggressive and the real the real nature to this is that we shouldn't particularly define some of these behaviors or attributes by being masculine or feminine we should define them by being competitive or compassionate and thankfully my son is extremely competitive now if you have two people who you're going to entrust your livelihood to, meaning uh, there's two people, you're going to trust that those people to, or one of them, to feed you, to find you shelter, to protect you. Would you rather have somebody who is excessively competitive, 
or excessively compassionate? Unfortunately, the answer for every single one of us would be excessively compa- or competitive because the compassionate person is going to get killed by the animal. The compassionate person is going to get overruled uh, or, or, or beaten out of a role or a space where the, another competitive person is trying to get to the same thing. When it comes to protection, the compassionate person is not going to be willing to fight to the death in the same way that a competitive person would and would need to in order to protect your life. This breaks down in my co-parenting relationship. It breaks down in conversations that I have around mental health all the time because I get in, I get stuck into some of these conversations where a lot of women don't understand how I can be, um, for lack of a better term, uh, emotionally intelligent which is a compliment to people who have used those, that term for me and also turn around and say, but how can you, how can you believe in, you know, uh, what could be viewed as traditional or, or stereotypical gender roles, which I don't know that I even believe in that particularly, uh, which is why I take masculine and feminine off of the table, because I'll tell you what, there are women in this world that could whoop my ass. And there are women in this world that that sell better than me, that work harder than me. There are women in this world that are probably better to protect than I am uh, because they have more of a competitive edge or more of a competitive nature than I do. That doesn't make them masculine. It makes them fucking competitive. And in the same way that I can show a relatively deep level of compassion for people, that doesn't make me feminine. It makes me compassionate. And so even in my co-parenting relationship, like I said, this conversation breaks down and I'll tell a quick story. I coached my son in basketball, which is a beautiful gift that I get to do. And it was, uh, I don't know, months ago, a few months ago. And my son missed a shot and this kid clapped behind his back and was like, meh, 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 like mocking him. And I called for my son. I call him boy, which if you listen to this podcast, you know that by now. I call I call him boy and I screamed boy number 24 just clapped at you because you missed and my son looked at me and goes just shook his head nope and I winked at him and my son went off it was fucking incredible mind you at the first time out I brought my son over and in his ear I said I want you to fucking destroy that kid and I said that exact phrase no no joke I said, I want you to fucking destroy that kid. That moment was so pivotal pivotal for my son to know that when he felt the need to lean deeper into that competitive nature, his dad was standing behind him saying, fuck yes, go do this, and let's kill this team. Mind you, his mother was not super pleased that I did that. <laughs> uh, and she thought that I could have handled it differently, and I tried to explain to her that the variable and difference between competition and and compassion is very real and a lot of times that plays out in ways like I'm describing the whole point of telling these stories and bringing up this conversation is I want us to just be fair with ourselves about who the fuck we are and who the fuck we're talking about there's not one human on this planet that's not a dick from time to time there's not one human on this planet that hasn't manipulatively fucked over somebody that they actually cared about because they were too into their ego or too into their selfishness or too into their grief or too into their insecurity or too into their shame to recognize just how badly they were going to fucking hurt somebody else. Every single human on the planet 
can be shitty. I am in full agreement that there are people that suffer from a a traditionally behavioral narcissistic issue uh, that it's treatable or that it's um, God, what's it called? What's the word? That you can be diagnosed. Thank you, Dennis, for using your own brain. Uh, that it's diagnosable. I do believe that there are people who suffer from a narcissistic point of view and, and mindset and um, and outlook on themselves and on life that is diagnosable. I do not think that that number is high, though. I don't believe that there are there are m- millions and millions of, of men and women running around just as fucking narcissists being normal people in the world. I do think that we're selfish as fuck from time to time, and we hurt people in ways that are disgusting and deplorable. And just because somebody hurts you, just because somebody lies to you, just because somebody gaslights you because they don't know how to deal with their own shit, maybe, doesn't make them a fucking narcissist. It just doesn't. And, and, and we need to use that word less because it loses its meaning. So when you actually come across somebody, pardon me for the burp, when you actually come across somebody who does struggle with that particular behavioral trait, you won't understand because you've called so many people narcissist. Or you've used the word in, in such vague ways. Same thing with toxic. Are there people that are just fucking shitty? Yes. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. And, and I think that there are a lot of people that are just kind of shitty. When the difference, though, is that narcissism and toxicity live within both men and women. It is neither a male or female, masculine or feminine, competitive or compassionate trait. I know people that are toxically compassionate. Like, they ruin their own lives because they're so compassionate. They ruin the lives of other people because they're so compassionate. It's not just people that are competitive. And so toxic, quote-unquote, feminine behavior is a real thing, too. And if we continue to prescribe these words to people that that, ex, that um, push themselves out to the, the echelons of what these things mean, competitive and compassionate, then we lose the real meaning of what it, of what it holds when you do come across somebody that is a fucking toxic piece of shit, because they exist. I know them, I have been friends with them, I have interacted with them, and guess what? I have been one myself. I have been a shit fuck asshole of a human many times in my life. Sometimes I've been a shit fuck asshole human. <laughs> that feels like a funny phrase to say now. To people that I really cared about, but I didn't know how to care about myself enough to not be shitty. All of this lends itself back to the idea that if we're unwilling to unravel ourselves, if we're unwilling to look at ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves why, which is the greatest question we can ask ourselves. Dennis, why did you make this decision? Dennis, why did you choose to do this thing? Dennis, why did you treat so-and-so that way? Dennis, why did you treat yourself that way? It's not until we can ask that question and answer it answer it fucking honestly that we'll be able to evolve into a different phase of life now 
For most of us, shame is the thing that drives us deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in, into being shithole fuckbags. <laughs> uh, shame is a motherfucker. It is a killer of so many people. It is a killer of kindness. It is a killer of joy. It is a killer of compassion. It's even a killer of, co- of competition. Shame destroys people. And when we, when we start to understand the shame in our own life, and we start to understand that unraveling that shame, being true and transparent with ourselves first, and then being true and transparent, and uh, what's the right word? And seeking forgiveness um, for the things that we've done with others, then we can really get somewhere. But that transparency has to start with ourselves. And then it can begin with other people. But you've got to be willing to be fucking brutally stupid honest with yourself before you can be brutally stupid honest with somebody else. Because the same lie that you tell yourself, you're inevitably going to tell somebody else. You cannot be. You cannot be more transparent or honest or vulnerable with somebody else than you are with yourself. It is fucking impossible. It's impossible. We can pretend from time to time. And we can... We can put ourselves into places where we appear to do good things or we appear to be good people. But if we don't open up a line of transparency and transparent communication with ourselves first, we're just fucking fooling ourselves. We're just fooling ourselves. And everything that we're doing around that becomes an act. We're just actors. We're just wearing masks. And, and masks aren't always bad. Sometimes we need them to survive, much like camouflage. Sometimes you need camouflage to survive. It's not always a great thing, but sometimes it's a great thing, just like a mask. But it's when that mask becomes the truest version of your face that you run into a real problem. And the way that that mask becomes a true version of your face is when you allow shame to guide and direct your behavior for long enough that you lie to yourself for so fucking long that you don't know how to be honest with anybody yourself included that affects your personal life your sanity your peace it affects your children it affects your friends and your relationships it will affect massively your intimate relationships and i know because my shame has destroyed so many of those things every episode of this podcast comes from a place of me wanting other people to know that they're not all that fucking crazy because there are other people just like you who've dealt with similar shit and some of us are doing our damnedest to find our way out of the storm. And that's what I'm going to beg you. Find your way out of the storm. Please. You have to unravel. You have to learn to be transparent. I don't care how fucking competitive you are or how compassionate you are so long as you're being the exact thing that you believe with your whole entire heart that you should be for yourself first and the people around you second at that particular moment. Be kind to yourself. Be gracious to yourself. Get to know yourself so that you can understand yourself so that you can love yourself. I've been on this message quite a bit. It goes in that order. You have to know something, then be able to understand it, and then be able to love it has to work in that order so be kind to yourself so that you can know yourself understand yourself and love yourself and then let other people know you and understand you and love you because 
in the same way that you can't be more transparent or vulnerable with somebody else than you are able to be with yourself. The truth is that you cannot let people love you past your ability to love yourself. You cannot let somebody know you past your ability to know yourself. You cannot let somebody understand you past your ability to understand yourself. And so I implore you, please unravel. You think it may fuck some things up. And you know what? It might. I've walked very closely with people that have lost marriages and lost jobs and lost friends because they knew it was the right thing to do for their own peace, sanity, love, etc. Be kind to yourself. Be gracious to yourself. Be gracious to other people. Stop using the fucking word narcissist and the word toxic. Just keep them out of your mouth. Nobody cares anymore. And when we talk about masculine and feminine, please be willing to to not have to guide and direct a conversation from a seat that you don't sit in. I, as a man, do not pretend to understand what it's like to be a woman. And women should not pretend to understand what it's like to be a man. And if you identify as something either something either than man or woman, or male or female, or uh, a, a binary mixture, binary? Non-binary. Non-binary mixture, um, or as trans, or however you identify, identify as that thing and then don't pretend to understand the other things <laughs> because we don't like I have no fucking idea what it's like to be inside the mind and body of a woman and women don't have any idea what it's like to be inside the mind and body of a man and so the more that we have these conversations I think the more grace we can show one another and the, the more kind we can be to ourselves and to other people from the bottom of my heart thank you for listening I hope that this was uh, enlightening, maybe encouraging somewhat, you know, that there, that there's, that this will create some dialogue. And I would encourage you to do that. Create some dialogue with people that you know and love and trust around these topics. Don't be afraid to have hard conversations with yourself first and with others second. From the bottom of my heart, I love you and appreciate you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Self to Society. If you're looking for ways to better know and understand yourself, uh, I'm going to, to ask you to go to pickmeup.life, grab yourself a deck of cards and a journal. It's a great way to get started on a, on a journey of self-knowing, self-understanding, and self-love. Talk to you soon. See you later, my friends.